1: Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The
2: Selfie Show. Where we are bringing the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder, now co-host of The Selfie Show. I'm a nurse, blogger,
1: and podcaster. And I'm Sam, nurse, podcaster, powerlifter, co-host of The Selfie Show. Today, we're talking off the clock about what to do when you're on the clock. <laughs> and over it, quiet quitting. Have you guys yeah. heard that term before? It's a thing. Yeah. A thing.
2: This is a hot button workplace phrase that has just, it's become a little viral. We love this. I
1: feel like we can speak on it because we've been in very different stages of our careers and we've changed careers a few times. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we got some,
2: we got some thoughts. We got some thoughts. So if you've been hearing this probably all over the place by now, quiet quitting, right? And it's taking over social media, but what exactly is it? We want to break it down. And then we got some thoughts on this situation. So The phrase "where did it come from?" So the phrase "quiet quitting" actually was coined um, back in March of 2022 in a tweet. Unpopular opinion. Oh. Yeah, we're going
1: to do an unpopular opinion first. Yes, we are. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay, ready? Tori was ready to dive in. I was. I'm like, I'm like, let's go. Unpopular opinion. This one's coming straight from the horse's mouth. itself. <laughs> Victoria Meskin. What is it?
2: <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to say it. Here we go. Halloween is overrated. That
1: is so stupid. Mm,
2: I and am wrong. Just, no, do you I just am not
1: like to have fun. I don't understand.
2: I don't know what it is. I've never really been a home halloween queen like it's Candy, not my thing mm. costumes <laughs> like where what, what is there it's all joy it's just pure joy i don't know why it's just never been my holiday like i will not i will gladly choose christmas slash the holiday season
1: over over halloween any day i will choose halloween over christmas <laughs> here's the thing i'm not like for i'm not one of those people that are like spooky season right like, i don't give that's kind of what shit. i get in my head i don't right? give a shit about pumpkins i don't like all the haunted mansion stuff i don't like being startled if something jumps out at me i'm probably gonna punch it in its face mm. some people are like go to not scary farm or universal like yeah. horror nights no if something jumps out at me i will punch it okay. in the face i don't like that stuff scary movies i used to love them now i just i don't like being scared so much anymore yeah it, it gives me heartburn. like horror movies are yeah. we into that it gives me heartburn like i just i don't need that level of stress I got enough shit to worry about okay but I used to love horror movies so it's not about all that for me how some people get really into the ghoul the goblins the whole like spooky season stuff I just fucking love dressing up in costumes (laughs) I plan my costumes so far in advance I have always at least two Halloween costumes maybe a third depending on how okay what are you wearing this year what are you doing Do you really want me to drop the tea yes really um so I only have, I have two, I, I have a couple backup ideas depending on how many parties I go to, but my main event costume, I think I'm going to do, um, what the fuck is her name? Mm, here the, we go. Um, Jessica Rabbit. Oh,
2: okay. That's on brand for you
1: for sure. You know, honestly, I'm, there are two types of girls on Halloween's. The ones that uses an excuse to dress up like a slut uh-huh. and the ones that are like, gonna wear like a big yeah like my other friend victoria is the perfect example last year we went to the halloween party and i was dressed like share from clueless and like titties <laughs> out short skirt the whole shebang and she was wearing a blow-up dinosaur oh i see i love this
2: for and her. like, I it love was her.
1: like when so we made funny. a tiktok like there's from the quote from mean girls there's two types of girls on halloween absolutely and it was like her and i and honestly i don't care i absolutely will use it as my excuse every time to dress up like an absolute hoe have my titties out look good good feel good just like get to be someone different for the night it's so fun I mean
2: okay I can't remember the last time we did one I think so here's the thing for Halloween if you're gonna choose something I feel like getting really creative with it is definitely I'm here for a creative costume for sure Jacob and I've done um Popeye and olive oil that's cute um we've done let's see what else What's the last time you've even dressed up I know it's been a long time even like I'm thinking so for your birthday was it your thirties?
1: your Second, 32nd third, birthday we oh, did hollow or the superheroes. superheroes. We dress up as superheroes so that's super fun. I love costumes that much that it's like I use my birthday as an excuse yeah. to just be able to dress up in and a do a parking costume. Yeah. yeah. It's fun for
2: I love that kind of energy with people. Just personally, for me, it's like not my jam. I will bypass any decorations. Like there is no Halloween decorations in here. However, right at Thanksgiving, you bet your ass this whole house, it blows up with holiday. Yeah, this it's girl so gets fun.
1: Christmas the fuck out of here. I love it. Yeah. I don't put up Halloween decorations either because i think they're cheesy like i don't need spider webs and shit in my house but i might
2: feel different when we have kids you know what i mean like getting to it for the kids halloween
1: as a child my halloween costume was the highlight of my life as a child right Uh, one year i was princess leia that Mm. was iconic oh my god my favorite costume in fourth grade i was uh like Cleopatra like Egyptian oh that's And I had like the snake little like armband and my mom did my makeup creative great it was I was obsessed and Mm. all the princess costumes I loved it yeah and then I was a like genie one year I hated when my mom used to make us wear like jackets over (laughs) our Halloween costumes or like Mm. wear tights underneath them or long sleeves you're like you're ruining the costume (laughs) like I don't care if it rains and it's cold it's like Halloween but I don't know. I think dressing up is so fun and we never get to do it as adults. When you're yeah. a little kid, you get to play dress up. Yeah. 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 Like, that never, is true. It's so fun. It's an excuse
2: for adults to basically have like a, a fun moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Peter. I'm here for that.
1: Can I gotta have a Halloween party next year. This right. year's a little too soon. You're going to. Yeah. All right. We're going to have you spearhead it. Let's I want do a it. house. I cannot wait to have a house again because. Oh my I gosh, Hosting Halloween parties. That's every so year.
2: funny. Cause we were just talking about this with another friend of ours and saying like, as an adult, like, I feel like hosting parties for me is I love that. Being the person to host the party yes. and have so much fun. A Hollywood a Hollywood or in Hollywood. A Halloween one would be fun, but I love a holiday party. Like that is like I love
1: hosting that. So you can do your Halloween. Let's do that. I need a house, but then I want yes. I love Halloween parties um, to die for. Mm-hmm.
2: Or, right. Yeah, and then like the punch, and then you put some like smog or the fog in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I cute. love
1: seeing what people come up with for costumes. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah, for and sure. And you know, honestly, I'm just hey, saying. If someone's to hosting I it, I will. Traps. Yeah,
2: I'll go full out. If someone's going to host one, um, I'll be there and Expect I will dress up.
1: That's a full weekend of thirst traps in the next three weeks when <laughs> I wear my Halloween costumes because we're gonna mm,
2: let's go okay quiet quitting right let's let's get into it okay
1: what is quiet quitting
2: okay so the phrase quiet quitting was initially coined in march of 2022 in a tweet so however this is reached a lot of popularity and come up i feel like over the last couple of months it's really become a huge thing and it's gained a lot of traction in specifically like last was it august i feel like we were seeing it all over tiktok
1: yeah so people were posting about it on tiktok and then you know once the like news rounds always just steal content from tiktok so then they start writing articles based on the tiktok content they saw mm-hmm. and then people start talking about it on their shows and things so now it's like okay it's a thing right so it's quiet quitting is the latest workplace word but word although it sounds
2: like it refers to someone resigning from their position it describes a rebellion against hustle culture of going above and beyond what a job requires so there's so many thoughts that we have on this and I want to go into maybe some examples of quiet quitting right like what does quiet quitting look like like what are some signs of quiet quitting
1: so quiet quitting really is okay you go to work Mm -hmm. but when you're there you're not arriving super early. You're not right. getting in there and like getting the day started before you even need to be. And you're not staying late mm. and like taking work home with you and all of that stuff. Right. You're like just kind of not contributing to, to the team teams. projects and right. things like that. Not participating in planning meetings. You don't really have that same passion, enthusiasm. You're not going above and beyond. You're not doing the extras. Right. You just show up, work. Right. And get out.
2: So it's like, you know, you're closing your laptop and you're gonna log off exactly at five PM instead of continuing at five thirty, right? Like we are, you know, and then maybe for someone who's a wage worker that's refusing to work overtime for unpaid work um it could be someone a programmer refusing to get work done while they're on vacation right it's a teacher who is not staying late and you know just coming in and doing their 8 a.m to 4 p.m and not taking their work home or not spending their winter break grading papers the
1: whole time Right. right take your break take your vacation
2: right and actually doing that and i feel like what's interesting is i think that quiet quitting gets like I think our thoughts on this is there's a little bit of difference or nuance to this right like I think there's a little piece of this that maybe people are kind of missing right like maybe what it isn't
1: well I think some it's it is getting a bad rap from some people of quiet quitting is getting associated with people who just don't want to work anymore right people are lazy people don't have a work ethic people just want to be paid to not do anything and I'm like all right let's let's break let's this down break it down because what quiet quitting isn't isn't the same like right so it's getting paid for what you're supposed to be there for but what it isn't is and I think this is where people get lumped into that where they're like considering that's what it is if you're showing up to work and you're complaining the whole time right and you're being negative, negative and someone dancing. asks you to do your job and you're like sigh and you huff and puff and you're all grumpy about having to do your job and right you're just that co-worker that doesn't carry your weight right doesn't do like follow up or fulfill your end of the deal Right. You know, like no one wants someone that's not a team player. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes people are confusing that with quiet quitting. Right. And no, that's just you underperforming, not doing what you're supposed to do and not carrying your weight, not doing your that's you not doing your job. So that is not quiet quitting. But I think people are lumping them all in as one and the same.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think also what this is a really important nuance, I think, in this particular line of work, like What is quiet quitting and how, who is it for is maybe the real question, right? So who is this for? In my, going through all of these things, I really feel like this applies to anyone in corporate America, right?
1: Well, let's break it down. I mean, you got the Bezos, right? And the uh, Walmart, who's our Microsoft bro, um, Bill Gates, you got all these like bajillionaires, right? right? People on top. And even at the executive level and all of that, like. Those people are paid mm-hmm. and they're paid well. Right, And we work our asses off for a fraction of that. And they're always, always, always looking at how they can reduce costs, cut corners, do things so that they get paid more and figure out how to keep you from making less. So those people, I get it. Like don't work on your break. Yeah. Don't clock in early. Don't clock out. Take your vacation, especially if it's a use it, you lose it state. Mm-hmm. I know in California it like has to roll over, but other states it's not that way. It's you, right. you don't use it, you lose it for all those situations, honestly, yeah, don't do more than you're getting paid for, especially if people above you are getting paid way more based off of the work you're doing. So Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like who is it for?
2: I think this also like in terms of, uh, I think this one applies to a lot of us in healthcare. That's point Mm -hmm. blank also, but I think this is an interesting aspect of it where you're working so hard with no potential gain or growth. Mm -hmm. So the reward for all this, hard working, you know, your overtime, all of these things that you're doing, there's nothing at the end of it where you're saying, like, this is going to be good for me, for my family, for my life decisions. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk nowadays, especially over, I would say, on TikTok, where people are talking about being in these jobs, you know, let's call it out, Amazons, the Googles, you know, all of these jobs where it just sucks, 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 sucks Mm -hmm. the life out of you. And it feels like you're not going anywhere or the extra work that you're putting in
1: is not being rewarded. Well, I guess even looking, what is the long-term potential here? Because there is a time and a place to hustle. Right. And I've gone through different stages of hustling, not hustling. Yeah. Maybe let's talk about that. But I think there's a time and a place. And if you don't see the projection of future growth and career advancement and all of that stuff, what is the point of hustling and working your ass off if it's not going to get you anywhere. Well,
2: I think this is a big piece of it too, right? During the great resignation, employees started thinking about their careers, salaries, and how they're being treated at work. And I think a big piece of this is work culture, right? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the companies who are really starting to value their employees and really, really not only help them in terms of growth, but also support them in, you know, hey, take a vacation with your family, like take the time off, like you need to be able to recharge or, you know, when you're in the work situation, it's nice to work for an employee. Employee who genuinely, you know, says something to you like, "Hey, take your break, like yeah. you well deserved. Thank you. You're going to be here for twelve hours. Um, you know, we we all know where we stand with this in healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the places that really." support you as an employee i think work culture is like huge and i think this is a huge pushback from a lot of us who are working in modern day corporate america right like there's a certain amount of greed that we know we see all these things are online there's a huge you know shift in culture with us being able to say hey you know what we see these things you know everyone is starting on to talk about these things openly and what's that called when people like talk about things like um like, sorry, you might have said this, but um not gaslight, but expose. Yeah. What's it called? When they do uh, um
1: when they whistleblow? Yes. Sorry,
2: okay. You know, like the whistleblowers of everything. Like people are really starting to talk about a lot of these things openly.
1: Well, if you think about it though, it's a huge culture shock, right? Because America was founded on the American dream. Yeah. If you just work hard enough, if you hustle, anyone can go from being the janitor to the CEO. If you just work hard enough. And it's like, no. Yeah. That's not actually true. Mm -hmm. It's all fucking political. It's a game. You can work your ass off and never move forward. Absolutely. Because it's so much of like business and moving forward is strategy and chess and who you know and how you play the game. Right. So it's not just about hard work.
2: This is my I also think that this is a really big important talk on like boundaries, right? It's like mm. the the boundaries that you have with your job so you can actually enjoy your life and pursue some hobbies and and you know, not get that burnout, you know, not to mention the fact that cost of living has gone up, inflation. Yeah. I mean, look at where we're going right now with everything. It's just uh, you know, when you're not Adequately, not only giving people pay raises, but then asking more and more and more of them, it's gonna burst at some point, and I think that's where we're at right now, and that's why we're starting to talk about this. Like, this is actually a really important
1: talk that we should be having. So I think Tori and I sometimes send mixed messages where people might be confused because we've yeah. done a lot of episodes on burnout and things where we're saying like, if you don't like your job, quit, leave, mm-hmm. go do something else, and then we say like, but let's break down because I think we have a very consistent. Thought process on these things, it's just, it depends what area we're talking about. And so it can get a little twisted, but I think the experience that we've been through working in healthcare has kind of helped shape that because we've experienced it all. And I think in healthcare, we more than any other profession have accepted giving 120% for 50% in return. Oh, absolutely. And that's been our cultural norm. So we didn't even, I think it's taken a lot to even realize that we deserve better because we've just accepted it that way. Yeah. I think weirdly enough, like I actually am in support of quiet quitting and I, it's not, but it's not a perfect movement, right? It's not a perfect movement. And like, we'll kind of break it down of what we like about it and what we don't like about it. So I think quiet quitting, honestly, your health and happiness should always come before a job. Right. We were not put on this earth to work and then maybe get two weeks of vacation a year Mm -hmm. and to get a few hours of sleep and to get no actual happiness. Like, I don't think that's why we're here in life is Mm -hmm. to just make someone else rich and work ourselves to the bone. So I think you got to do what you got to do. And I've experienced that. Like when I started as a nurse, I did everything. I went all in a hundred percent. And I know I've talked about this a million times, so I won't like beat a dead horse, but I did all the things and I was highly motivated. I really wanted professional growth. I really wanted career growth. I wanted to do everything that I could to go to the next level. And when I finally burnt myself out, I was like, I don't even care about the money. Mm -hmm. I had worked all the way up to being a clinical four nurse, which had come with pay increases each step of the way. I was so done that I dropped from a clinical four back down to a clinical two. I took a 6% pay cut, Mm -hmm. which was actually more when I got the pay raises, I was making a lesser base. So the raise was only a few dollars here, a few dollars there, whatever. When I took a 6% pay cut, this was like seven years in, Mm -hmm. it's a way bigger pay cut because it's based off the percentage. So I took a pretty big pay cut and I didn't even care. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to do any extras. I don't want to be on any committees. I don't want to train new people. I don't want to do activities. I don't want to write policies. I don't want to, I don't want to help or do anything. I think there's a lot of us in that position. I want to show Mm -hmm. up, clock in and clock out. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me to do a damn thing. Otherwise, I think the differences and what I don't like about quiet quitting is when people are like, not actually doing their job. Yeah. So I will tell you when I showed up and I clock in, I'm the best damn nurse mm-hmm. that I can be. I'm going to take really good care of my patients. I'm going to still be a good coworker to my other people, good teammate, all of that. I'm going to fulfill my job duties, but don't ask me to do an ounce more than what you're paying me for.
2: Right. And, Silent quitting. So I think that's a big nuance, right? Silent quitting versus actually doing what you are paid to do. Yes. And I think that a big piece of that too comes up with you know your, your own, what you're bringing into the work culture. I think that's a big piece of it. Right. And I think a lot of what, you know, Sam and I talk about here is, you know, a big piece of why I have, I've mixed feelings on this, right? I have the, I have been where Sam has been as well. We were so burned out. You're exhausted. Um, I needed to, I took a lot, a little bit of time when I was a younger nurse and be like, okay, what is it that I want? And this was maybe a nuance to it is I made a plan Mm -hmm. and, but at the same time, something that is very important is developing and giving it time. And I think there's a nuance to this, Mm -hmm. right? When you're working in these situations, wherever it may be is, you know, when you are starting to feel those things and see those things, I think there is a big piece of this where, You still want to develop as a whatever your career is, whether it's a nurse, you're an RT, you're an OT, you're PT, and really trying to take the time to become the best at that. So what I think is interesting, and this is the nuance, right, is Sam, when you and I were going through those things, we had experience in the field. You had been in that situation for nine, 10 years, right? You had been at the bedside. You were essentially an expert, in what you were doing and you hit that point of like I'm done I am burned out and I think for you and I and maybe that's a big piece of it is right it's like it's this kind of like the millennial versus gen z like I think millennials are hopping on this idea but also a lot of millennials we've been in these industries for quite a while, right? So we've had the experience, we've had the time, we've, you know, put in a lot of years to really try and craft what, and become really good at what we're at. And I think now we're seeing it as, well, you know what, I'm not going to become a slave to this mm-hmm. employer, right? I'm not going to take on what you were saying, like, take on that committee, do this extra research, um, you know, become a representative for this, um, to put on all these hours. But I think the nuance of you know, when you're younger, I still do think there is a point when you're younger to put in the hours, yeah, and to become really good at what
1: you're doing. I also think it, there's a time and a place for it. Quiet quitting is not a long-term solution. I consider quiet quitting as self-preservation for a time in a period that you're in right now, mm-hmm. because you got to do what you got to do. If you're unhappy at work. I'm speaking from a place of privilege to sit there and say, go find a new job, right? Because I genuinely believe if you're not happy, you don't like it there, you need to leave, right. you need to find what makes you happy, you need to go somewhere else where you feel supported. But that doesn't mean that you can do that at a drop of a hat, right? You might have a partner that's been laid off, you might have kids to support and be a single parent, you might have a sick family member that you're taking care of situational like there's a lot going on in people's lives that they can't just be like you know I'm not happy Mm -hmm. here anymore I'm Mm -hmm. gonna leave Mm -hmm. and we get that and that's the case where you go into self preservation mode right okay I gotta do what I gotta do I'm gonna show up I'm gonna do my job and then I'm gonna clock out and that's it Mm -hmm. and that's quiet quitting I don't think that that should be a long-term solution though I think you need to project and look ahead long-term plan okay maybe I need to be quiet quitting for the next two years until things change my situation changes But then what's my plan? What's my next move? If you're not thinking about that, you're missing the boat and you're just settling in to a life that I don't think is worth your time. You're better than that.
2: Right. And I think overcorrecting in that way and saying I'm not going to participate in anything or do anything or have personal growth. I think that really undermines, you know, what we're doing or what you're contributing in in general to your profession. Work and experience is invaluable mm-hmm. right and i think it's just something where i think in order to have career success it takes work yeah and it takes time and it does take experience and regardless of where you're at i do think that there's another maybe a shift in mindset of kind of like what Sam is saying. It's almost like, okay, you make a plan and you say, look, this is where I'm at mentally and this is all I can handle. And at this moment, I'm not going to take on anything extra. But I also think having the attitude towards your workplace of like, I'm still going to come in, with my best attitude for my coworkers, for my patients, whatever that setting may be, and try and make the best of that situation and then get out and make and do what's right for you Mm -hmm. at a later time. Cause I do get that kind of like you're saying, like if you just had kids, if you have, you know, you got mouths to feed, you have insurance, you've got to, you know, address. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's, and we are in a privileged situation as healthcare workers, look, there are jobs for days. Like you, we are so lucky. Like yeah. not only that, you can take a travel assignment. You can do a local per diem. You can do it. There's so many things, right? But I just think the idea of, you know, in, in the, um, in the spirit of being the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it fully. Like I think, yes, do we need change? Absolutely. Do we need to make improvements in our, not only corporate world, but specifically talking healthcare and all of these things that we're doing? Absolutely.
0: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. And I do think what's
2: interesting and what I think is happening, and a big piece of this, is travel nursing, right? People are leaving their jobs to pursue something that is really good for them. And I think that's a great, to me, that's a great way to shift but also let's look at the contrary to that right travel nursing is good I think temporarily right
1: as a good little potential I think it's a good stop make you think what do you want yeah one make a lot of money while you can I'm always for that yeah and then two it's a time to evaluate what you want you're getting exposed to a lot of different hospitals different situations it really is giving you a chance to evaluate what matters to you what are your like must-haves things that don't you don't really care. And to find what it is that you want to do Mm -hmm. long term, right? There are a few people that obviously might, yeah, they do. And that's great. But obviously, that's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's a period in their life.
2: Right. And I think it's a great option, of course. But I also think, you know, the nuance of that specifically, when you're talking, you know, nursing, or even I know a lot of doctors who are doing it, is there's still a little piece of it where there's a lot of value of being in one spot with a unit and growing with them and that culture. And I will say this, uh, it has taken me personally time to find the place that fits my life. Right. So for me, you know, Sam and I, I've done a lot of like soul searching and I love where I'm at right now. It's great because it's fitting my lifestyle. I really enjoy the nurses. I really enjoy being paid this amount and you know, night shift is working for me right now, but it took me time to get there and we have put in a lot of time and work and I, I really value that. I really value being like really good at what I do. And but I think we
1: both went through periods of quiet quitting. Totally. Like, cause you were someone who's participated in a ton. Yeah. And then I think you even doing travel nursing was your quiet that quitting. Was
2: absolutely.
1: That was my that quiet, was quitting. Your quiet quitting. Of I just would like, go hey, in. I'm i going to go in, fill your guys' staffing needs, yep. do my job, get paid and then I'm out. Yep. And then there got to a point in my life where
2: I was like, you know what, I do like being in one place. And mind you I also think this is self-preservation and I went through a self-preservation time you know that was partly during travel even like when I became staff at other places I had a lot of self-preservation and I'm starting starting to finally feel that okay I can give back now and I think mm-hmm. it's interesting because that it quiet quitting doesn't allow or doesn't really talk about in that culture of like there are phases in life that we all go through mm-hmm. and I think for me I I also like the idea of growing and changing and I don't know if that term really allows for that. Yeah. I hope that people really see, you know, the value in make your plan, you know, take your time. But also, I really value growth and changing. I'm yeah. kind of one of those weirdest. I like change.
1: I think it's good, though. And that's why I always say that there's a time and a place for quiet quitting situational and in self-preservation mode. But it shouldn't be something that you're okay with living that way for the rest of your life
2: yeah oh this is the other thing I was just thinking is I also think it's really um something in terms of you know when you're thinking of your jobs like I really think it's great to dream for a a company that you really want to impress Like, right, you want to be somewhere and you want to add value and make yourself so essential. They can't live without you. Like, I love that idea of being someone that is so good at what I do and still does love what you do with self-preservation. But you want to work somewhere where you want to impress them and be with them. Well,
1: I like the idea of even just finding that company that supports your professional growth and wants to see you. And I feel like I've found that. Yes, I've loved that. Since I've like changed careers right now, I am working my ass off. But it's not for nothing. I'm seeing the positive feedback. I'm seeing the benefits. I'm getting opportunities now already, even though I've only been there a short period of time. And my trajectory is upwards. I'm being developed into someone that is going to promote. And I see the future knowing that there are the next levels that I can reach. And I never really saw that where I was previously in other places. And it's cool because it does give you this sense of, I want to work hard, not because I have to and not for nothing. I think that's one of the things it's like when you're working extra and doing all these things and it doesn't lead anywhere, it doesn't get you anywhere. It's not for nothing. And there's no actual financial gain because you're not getting overtime for it. Then what's the fucking point right Right now? I'm doing all these extras, but I see the value in it and it's already taken me from point A to point B Mm -hmm. and I'm super excited to get to point C and I know that that's attainable and it feels good to be somewhere somewhere where you have that and you can look forward to that and I can't imagine being somewhere where I don't. It's have been that.
2: really fun to watch you. And, you know, as a perfect example of what we're going through right now, I loved watching you grow and to take these opportunities. And to be honest, you ha- are going way above, you know, and beyond to really make things happen. And I think this is kind of something is that I hope that the whole quiet quitting thing is not necessarily, I think it, it does promote the idea of change. But for me personally, I just really like the idea of, developing. Mm -hmm. And I think for you, watching you do this is a perfect example, right? You're working for a big company and you're really, really, you're putting in a lot to become one of the experts in that area. And I'm just, it's really cool to see that. And, you know, for me, I have a reinvigoration for what I'm doing at the bedside. I just think I don't want it to backfire on people, right? I don't want the idea of quiet quitting to just sit there and, you know, to backfire on you when there's so much opportunity out there. I mean, as of right now, you know, there are so many jobs available. And I just think there's a lot of opportunities to really, really seek and try and try it out for yourself.
1: And I think you make a good point about when quiet quitting can backfire on you, because it it can again, if you're using it to just get through a shit period in your life that you got to just grind it out and get through right. I'm for that. But moving forward, like, there are things with even quiet quitting where people do kind of completely check out right and they never find that inspiration again mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a, a problem like mm-hmm. you need to feel some sort of spark and then even people that go from kind of quiet quitting to actually just quitting or the job hopping thing right I think job hopping is which is different than travel
2: nursing I will say which is very di- different very different I'm right. talking about like right.
1: any, and I'm not even talking about just nursing right anyone any that job hops in their career path I think it's fine To a point, if I always say, if you don't like somewhere, you don't feel supported, you don't feel like it's a good fit, you don't like the culture, don't be there. Right. Don't invest your time in that. But if every year, five years in a row, every year you hop jobs, hop jobs, you have a new job every single year, at what point is it you or is it them? Right, right, right. right. And I'm not saying it's a one size fits all and I'm like not pointing fingers, but sometimes we do need to look inside a little bit. self-reflection is great. And why, why am I constantly moving? Why can't I find something that's kind of a more consistent thing? Am I not giving it chance? Am I not like growing and trying to develop with them? Am I just like at the first sign of, I don't like something, I'm fleeing to the next opportunity. Right. I don't necessarily think that's the best for personal and professional growth either.
2: Yeah. And I think just learning what your boundaries are, right. And what is adding value to your life and, you know, again, I, I am a big advocate for success does take work. It takes time. It takes a lot of, and I really do value being a good employee work ethic, um, working hard, being a good team player. Uh, you know, and there have been times, I mean, I, this last week, I can tell you guys, honestly, like it was one of the most exhausting weeks I've had, but I had the greatest team around me. And, um, you know, it's not, every job is perfect, right? It's like, uh, this is kind of where we're talking about the nuance too, is like, what works for you in your life? Nothing's going to be perfect, right? If you're going to be working in healthcare, more than likely you could be working holidays and weekends. Um, there's, you know, we've talked a lot about this in terms of younger, when we were younger, that was something that was, it's a big piece of what we do. And I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, just taking the idea of like, for me, a big piece of what's important to me is financial. That was a big thing for me, And so, you know, I took the opportunity to say, okay, I'm gonna seek an employer who does that. And I feel so much better when I come into work and I'm like, oh, they value me. They value my time. And even on the hardest shifts, I'm like, you know what? I'm thankful to work here. And that is, that's also privilege. And I will say, you know, I was able to make that leap. But, you know, I just really do think when you're adding value and you are trying to grow internally, is it's a really big core piece for me. And I if you're somewhere where you're not feeling that. It's time to make a plan. And then, yeah, do your
1: your small segment of quiet quitting and then we move on. And yeah, plan doesn't mean you have to act now. Right. But look down and like 20 years, where, where do you want to be with your life? Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself going? And I think it is interesting when we're even talking about like the um, boundaries and quiet quitting backfiring and stuff is like one of the articles that we did read said that quiet quitting can backfire on the employee and can create a wave of inadequate and underdeveloped employees. Mm. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. it could yeah but it also couldn't because again like we're not glamorizing like laziness. laziness yeah no and like let's not confuse laziness with
2: not being a hustler like
1: yeah hustle there's, culture there's, too there's like yeah the hustle culture can be so toxic, toxic sometimes yeah. of yeah. like grind we don't sleep we're mm. always like yeah. success every day I wake up even when I'm tired it's mm-hmm. like okay fuck chill the right. fuck out with the like the hustle culture gets really excessive but it doesn't mean that there's only black or white okay if you're not hustling you're lazy right it's like there is an in-between and it's okay to live in that in between yeah and
2: carve your own way yeah and i don't think we're all i i don't think that necessary laziness is being glamorified but i also think there's not that talk of you know okay what are we doing to avoid the place where you're in somewhere Mm -hmm. where you feel like you need to
1: be doing that so what else is interesting though yes is like on the flip side of quiet quitting there is quiet firing, firing. Yes. Which honestly, you might not have heard the term, but as we talk about it, you're gonna be like, oh, that's happened to me, or that happened to so and so. And shit, this totally does happen. Yes. Okay, so just like quiet
2: quitting, quiet firing is something that has been going on for years and addresses the other side of the employer-employee relationship. So quiet firing refers to managers making a job miserable or treating an employee badly. This way, the person quits instead of being fired. Examples of how an employer may treat an employee during the quiet firing phase. So this could be something like... No raises or small raises, a limited time off, increase in workload, but no increase in pay, demand for employee to work after hours, reduced hours, micromanaging, not involving or leaving the employee out of the loop, failure to meet with every, all of the employees, a lack of respect, low pay. This just goes on and on. And I'm like, you know, what's funny about this whole situation is this is literally what has been happening
1: in healthcare for years Like, isn't this crazy? Quiet firing could be um, giving someone a really bad annual review, Mm -hmm. even though they did everything and earned a clinical nurse for that year. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Not that I've ever had quiet firing happen to me. Uh, No, honestly, I really I will genuinely say and now I don't even give a shit because I don't work at any hospitals anymore this, I definitely feel like this happened to me. Yeah. In the the NICU. I'll just say it like, um, I, I'm not going to lie and sugarcoat and be like, I was so positive and happy. I'm telling you right now, I did burn myself out. I was unhappy. That manifested in me being negative and complaining. And I'm not defending myself. I'm not justifying it and saying that it was right, but it was happening because of the way I was also being treated and Mm -hmm. branded. And I was, very there was a lot of deliberate things that happened to me that made me not want to work there anymore so I wasn't yeah. fired I was never in trouble like they couldn't have even fired me because there was my record was completely clear like HR. Was well not I- only that I-
2: there was a lot that you contributed so in a it's positive like way.
1: yeah but I was made to feel unwanted there And I would cry in the parking lot before I'd go into work because I didn't want to go in there because I didn't feel like I was wanted. So I absolutely did end up like pursuing and leaving something else. And so I wasn't like... I wasn't fired at all but mm-hmm. when i said hey i'm gonna transfer i'm gonna leave they were like oh good luck bye yeah like they were more than happy to get rid of me it was like right. okay the feeling was mutual and
2: which is real crazy thing.
1: well i'll say this too okay
2: when you're looking at the definition of quiet firing the interesting part to me is that this is this has been happening in healthcare for years and I feel like it's like known as like chasing people out they have well but also I just think our culture of no raises or small raises Ugh. limited time off increasing your workload re- like micromanaging this is really what healthcare is doing and I think this is why people, people want to go travel yeah so this is a big piece of it and this was kind of the nuance that we were talking about is like I am a big f- we are both big fans of you know making yourself the best employee being invaluable but it's interesting because we do work in an industry that I think they i want to say accidentally but quiet firing seems to be a very very popular type mm-hmm. of thing that is going on in healthcare in terms of you know management down and i'm not i don't mean necessarily middle management but i feel like a lot of our top ceos who are controlling a lot of the things that are going on in healthcare this is the trickle down effect right mm-hmm. this is why people have been leaving their jobs and pursuing other things so in defense as i feel like quiet firing has been happening all over the place in healthcare and
1: they don't even realize that's why because we didn't even like give it that term but yeah it's, yeah it's a thing and if that is happening to you I again if if you have to quiet quit to get through that situation and you're using that as a self-preservation take care of yourself Big picture, yeah. get a plan together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a couple things that we were thinking that might be a good idea. Like, you know, when you're trying to become or take on something else and you're in the quiet quitting Phase and you want to move on. You guys know there's a couple things you can do. One, resume, spruce it up, get it done. um I think we obviously we love Amanda. Actually, we potentially having her yeah, own resume RX.
1: What's our code? Is it just selfie? Code selfie. You yeah. can get
2: twenty percent off of your order. We have used these resumes. This is just you know plug 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 for you guys. But um resume,
1: get yeah. that good at spruced up, clean it up, make it pretty. Yep, update it. Yeah, you never know who you're gonna meet. Honestly. All my other jobs as of lately have all been through networking. Mm-hmm. So having a nice resume and you talk to someone, it's like, here you go. Can Make I just tell resume.
2: you an example? Like I had a perfect example this week. Yeah. So I was working bedside. It was one of the craziest shifts I have ever had. And um, one of the doctors was a specialist who came to the bedside. Initially, he was really annoyed with me that I was it was a cardiology consult. Mm-hmm. And I could tell he was like, oh, I have to do this echo, whatever. Anyway, long story short, fast forward. I recognized him, and I was like, "I know you." Anyway, long story short, I met him at Neo Heart. Oh, and he was adorable; love him to pieces. He's wearing this great bow tie. He was just like fabulous. I'm like, I love your vibes. And so, this is mind you, two in the morning, okay? And we're talking. And the long story short is, he was like, "Well, if you ever want to do something with us, let me know." And I'm like, "Wow." You just never know when you're Mm -hmm. having these conversations and it opens up doors. You know, networking comes in the form of a 2 a.m. conversation where you're talking to someone. You just never know. Um, Also, start looking out there. See what's out
1: there. LinkedIn, you know, all these great websites. Update your LinkedIn. Honestly, I wasn't even looking for this new job when I got this new job. Was not looking. It all happened by an accidental conversation like Tori's talking about that led to another conversation that put me in touch with so-and-so that put me in touch. Like, so yeah, have your up- resume updated and be open to those conversations because you never know when an opportunity will just throw your way. And then go look, honestly, even working with recruiters, mm-hmm. have your LinkedIn updated. But if you really want to find something new, talk to a recruiter, let them know your skill set and they'll find you stuff
2: yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is like, I think to me, the overall arching thought on this whole situation is change is hard, but staying the same, I think, is harder. And so I think really seeking out those things yeah. that, you know, get you out of your box. Try something new. Do not stifle your growth.
1: Amen. Don't. Like yes. I love that change is hard, but just stagnant is like oh, you know how yeah. they say like there's worse things than dying? Yeah. To me, I think just sitting in a life that I'm miserable in is worse than death even to me. Yep,
2: absolutely. Pivot when you need to, you know, and start, you know, seeking those things. Ask the questions, you know, and to give ourselves a little plug, there's plenty of people here from this show that you can one either reach out to or listen to their story hear how they did it you know really like kind of learn success leaves clues right and so really follow that I think just really kind of turning inwards and not letting your employer suck the fucking life out
1: of you because it will happen do not let it happen no and honestly learning other people's career paths and growth and the twists and turns that they've made I think is super inspiring yeah I love I do I agree
2: i mean and that's where part of the this is why Sam and I we love our selfie fam here because we
1: love sharing those stories and that's why with the guests we bring we try to bring people with value with that their personal story can inspire you mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: yeah I you know for us I feel like I just really love learning like what for me personally right like what lights me up what gets me out of bed what's that thing right and sometimes that takes time to learn
1: And don't be afraid for a full career change. I did not going to nursing school to think I was going to work in medical device sales. Oh, totally.
2: And you know what's crazy is it fits you so well.
1: Honestly, not that I like ever want to take back my 11 years of being a nurse. It's been invaluable. I love it. I love my patients. I love my families. I love everything of who it's helped shape and mold me into. But sometimes I'm like, damn. I'm really good at this new job. Yeah. if I started this when I was 21. Where the hell would I be right now? Maybe running a fucking company. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. It's just crazy because it does fit, but it's like, don't be afraid for a big career change. Consequently, if you're like in almost 40 and you want to go to nursing school, go to nursing school Mm -hmm. too. Like there is, don't be afraid to, even if you spent money on a degree or did something and you feel like there's something else that might be a better fit for you, do it, try it. Like,
2: I also think for me, what's interesting and something that I think we all discredit is... Sometimes something that you're doing outside of work can really reinvigorate you. And Mm -hmm. I think for us, one, the creation of the show has been big. I've really enjoyed also extending my work and creating NICU resources. To be honest, it's so interesting to me because I feel like, one, it makes me be even better because I have to do a lot of research and verify everything I'm doing. But it gets me really going because I get to help in a different way. And so getting creative in the ways that you can really maximize your personal growth, your career, and getting innovative with it. I mean, I love watching like all these TikTokers, these medical TikTokers. I'm absolutely obsessed. Dr. Grunch. I don't know if you follow her or not, but she is a spinal surgeon from Georgia and she's so cute. She's sharing her life, her, and she's very pro women. She's talking a lot about, you know, the idea that she hit pushback when she was younger because, oh, you can't be a neurosurgeon and be a mom. And she's doing all this myth busting and she does all these great things, content creation and supporting and like, I don't know, all these great things that are really going on out there i'm just i'm in love with it and i think it does help reinvigorate what we're doing and remember why and network you never know also who you may meet who's going to inspire you,
1: you honestly know? just do the thing
2: yeah do like, that we've talked about
1: that all time like, do it honestly we're about to hit 2023 yeah and then if you don't do the thing 2024 is going to be here whether you do the thing or not <laughs> yeah. 2024 time is, is gonna going pass. to be here Whether you do it or not. So just fucking do it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Life is short. We get one shot. We get one shot at this. Again, as Selfie said, like, do less. (laughs) If you got to quiet quit, quiet quit. Yeah. But also do the fucking thing. Quiet quit and then go do the fucking thing. I like that
2: quiet Mm. quit and then do the fucking thing love Mm. that energy amen mic drop obsessed um well we hope you guys enjoyed this take I thought that this was a really good thing to be talking about right this is like very relevant for a lot of us and you know this is selfie energy we love selfie energy of course selfie energy only thank you (laughs)
1: um honestly I love having these conversations here because I feel like we've Tori and I have been through it we've been through all the different stages of careers so it's cool to just be like real about it yeah talk yeah, about it
2: yeah share it and and, you know, get all these good vibes going and, you know, learn from one another. I think, you know, I think if there was one thing that I really got actually out of our selfie meetup was talking to a couple of the girls who recently went through some really big changes. And they were both saying that they made the decision to travel nurse and to take it because, you know, a lot of these conversations we're having here. So
1: we hope Honestly, we that was really you. cool. Yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool. But weigh in. We want to know what you guys think. Yeah, definitely. It is awesome to hear from you guys. Like... Please, even we have our little selfie shenanigans link, the do it for the selfie, where you can submit a question or any sort of story. Mm -hmm. So if you have any career related stories that you want to just get our opinion on, like shoot Ooh, us yeah. over a message like we'll give the feedback on our bonus episodes absolutely. so if you have any personal spicy stories we love those oh yeah absolutely. but if you have anything about your career yeah. that you want us to weigh in on a question of the Poor week story. anything yeah. um submit it the link is in the show notes and it's also on our instagram but, i mean yeah
2: show show's all about all of us together so yes. we love hearing from you guys and um if you have something we gotta share it with the selfie fam let's hear it thank you so much you guys for being here with us we love every single one of you the reviews like have been phenomenal and i want to say like we are so obsessed with this these new graphic design stickers that we've done they're so cute cute. we just sent out a slew of them last week so we'll be sending i'll probably be sending out the next batch in the next week or two so if you have something i think the selfie biohazard
1: sticker is my favorite so awesome it's so cute
2: it's fabulous um thank you so much you guys always for being here with us make sure you uh follow us on our insta that's at c-e-l-l-f-i-e underscore podcast you can find all the goodies there linked in in our
1: bio yes and please if you do leave us a review on apple Podcasts, just put your instagram handle so we can find you and send you out all our new stickers and goodies and drop those five stars on spotify and make sure you're following us on our instance that's at your story and at hey samantha with two a's and stay tuned we got some fun bonuses okay Hey. Okay, bye, bye.